0: Love Talk radio. Hello, you're listening to the Clear Money Program's online radio show, and we'll be interviewing Amy Fidelish of our credit union today about money myths. She is both a certified credit union financial counselor as well as a credit union development educator. She's also my boss, which means that I have to be really nice to her.
1: That's right. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Uh, I'm your host, Helen Gibson, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is a not-for-profit financial cooperative serving the people of the city and county of Denver. If you're interested in joining our cooperative or learning more about our Clear Money program, please visit our website, denvercommunity.coop. That's denvercommunity.coop. As mentioned, our expert today is Amy Fidelish, Community Relations Manager at Denver Community Credit Union. Amy, what exactly is a Community Relations Manager? What do you do for our members?
1: That is a fantastic question. Uh, what I try to do is serve as a bridge between them and the credit union, and not just our members but the community at large. So I represent the credit union to businesses and governments and nonprofits and schools and anywhere in the community that, that I can be, I'll be there. And then when members have concerns or the community has concerns or comments, I bring those back and and just keep that communication going. Awesome
0: pretty important when you're a cooperative so your members are your owners and you're involved in a lot of different places exactly okay so this show is titled money myths and when i think of money myths the first thing i picture is one of my parents saying money doesn't grow on trees if that's is that what this is about
1: <laughs> well yeah sort of actually i mean although we've probably debunked that myth by now but um or i guess it <laughs> i don't know on your i keep right? asking <laughs> right they yeah.
0: keep um,
1: But, no, that's exactly – this stemmed from participants um, saying things that and continuing with beliefs and, and us asking the question, is that really helping us get to our goals? Luis Barajas is a really great financial advisor and educator, and he wrote a book called The Latino Journey to Financial Greatness, and he talks about some myths in his book, and that's one of the catalysts for this class, is we want to look at what we say and believe about money and see how it affects us. Okay. So
0: what are three common ones that you see when you're out teaching classes in the community?
1: Um, well, one of the ones we, we deal with is saving money, right? The idea that I can only save more money if I have money to save or if I make more money. So we try to... Uh, debunk that and figure out what are we really saying with that and and often when your income increases your savings don't increase your spending does right there's so many ways to spend your money so we try to look at how we create a savings habit how we look at how we use correct percentages or automatic payments or, or different tools we can use to make sure we're saving now even if we do feel like our income is limited is that really the the case Another myth that's common out there is that money is the root of all evil, right? Um Okay. And that's a myth quote actually. The original quote is the love of money is the root of all evil. And we Do like Do you to- have
0: people really argue that
1: one like tooth and nail with you? Yeah, actually, you know, I mean this is why, one of the reasons I love this class is because there's an opportunity for um lively discussion we'll say. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, But we want that. We want that kind of interaction. We want people thinking about what they believe. And, and yes, connecting to morality or connecting to your culture or – your religious background is a, is a really um, important issue when it comes to money. And so we have people who say money will change your character, or no, it's your character. It doesn't really matter how much. Or So we, we have people that land on all sides, but the reason we bring that up is not necessarily to solve the issue once and for all, but just as a catalyst for examining your own roots around money, particularly regarding religion and culture, so you can decide, okay, as an adult, do I still believe that? Is that working for me? What does that mean? If I believe money is evil, I may never try to earn any, right? Because I don't want to be mm-hmm. see myself as an evil person, and I may not treat other people well if they have money. So, really, kind of examining that and seeing what that means for for us as individuals and then as a society as well.
0: Do you have any common examples you use when that come up when discussing that myth?
1: Common examples, as well, I had a friend who would say. Um, you know, when we talked about money being evil or people being evil or which is it, and, you know, evil is such a strong word anyway. But I had a friend who said, well, no, I don't I don't think money impacts you. I think it's your character. If that guy's a jerk with $5, all he is is a bigger jerk with $500, right? <laughs> so um, that's, that's one of the stories that stuck with me because it just shows where that person is on the map in terms of that mm-hmm. belief.
0: Right. And I haven't seen any nonprofits turning down any money lately. <laughs>
1: no, right, especially in this economy. Are you kidding? So, yeah, we <laughs> we, we try to talk about money being a tool, right? Right. Because um, there's another myth out there about credit cards. There, I have a lot of people say, oh, they're bad, or I have people say, well, I have to have one to build credit. And neither of those are necessarily true, right? Mm-hmm. Credit cards are just tools, Um I liken them to a hammer. I can build something with it or I can destroy something with it. It's really up to me and how I handle it and how much I understand about that tool. So another myth that we talk about in the class or try to work through is what what do we really use credit cards for? Credit itself is a whole other class and discussion. I know we have a free class on that tomorrow night at the credit union. Um, Awesome. 6 p.m., everybody shameless plug um (laughs) but we really do want to look at credit our use of credit cards and especially with regulation changes in the last couple years the landscape is changing all the time and we want to make sure that our community is as educated as possible definitely and do you think that you have to have a credit card or from your perspective financial services wise can you live without one yes um good question from my perspective, I don't like anything that says have to, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's another piece we try to look at is let's really be deciders of our own futures and not um, just follow the crowd. So, yes, a credit card is a useful tool for building credit. I can get into trouble with them if I'm running around opening credit cards every time a retailer offers me one, right? That can lower my score whether I'm approved or not, Um It it really depends on the individual's credit history, their individual score. I'm a fan of using them for for rewards purposes if you're careful about it. But at the end of the day, you need to be cognizant of your own money situation and just know whether it's the right tool for you. You could build credit without a credit card through a credit builder loan where the credit union puts money in a certificate, you make on-time payments, we report those to the bureaus, and at the end of the term of the certificate, you have your savings built up as well as a credit history started. So there are other options besides credit cards for sure. And there's also a difference between secured and unsecured credit cards too, so that makes that makes a difference.
0: Okay. So secured and unsecured. Is- Is unsecured what I normally think of as a credit card?
1: Probably. It's usually you got an offer in the mail, you filled it out, and now you have this line of credit, although those are more restrictive these days. But a secured credit card is when you're putting up something that the lender can secure. So you put $250 in your savings account or in share certificates, and then the lender makes the limit on your credit card two hundred and fifty dollars that allows you to start spending carefully it gives the lender something to take should you not make your payments
0: okay so backing up to another myth you were talking about you were saying that i i think what you were saying was that everyone should be able to save money
1: or what how did that go again (laughs) yeah um that the the myth typically is, I'll save when I have more money, or you know when I make more income. Now we do have a lot of folks we work with who are on very restricted budgets, and that can be a hard concept to think about. But by and large, the folks I have seen, most of my clients, there is wiggle room there. It's it's we are typically to borrow a phrase from my personal finance professor, Dr. Melvin. We we are in an earn spend cycle, right? We mm-hmm. never get to the save part, save part. So we don't even do earn, spend, save. We just do earn, spend, spend, right? We want We could improve that by doing earn, spend, save, but even that's not good enough. You really need to fall back on that old, old principle of pay yourself first. It needs to be the first expense, the first line item in your budget, so that you're doing earn, save, spend, at least that, right? And so it really doesn't matter, $2, $5, once a paycheck, once a month, the frequency and the percent isn't as important it's important to put the money away first then learn how to live without it cuz we mm-hmm. and we don't want to talk too much about living without what we want to talk about is rearranging right like right. how how many times have you heard somebody say cut back or stop that or and does that work with food I mean, not usually, in my experience, right? Right. And it doesn't work with money either. What we want to do is figure out, well, what do you believe in? What do you want to be when you grow up, right? And then how do you make your money do that for you? That may just mean rearranging expenses. You may have to cut down, sure. But if you can rearrange them and take more control, I think you'll have more success. Okay, so... We
0: have that saving issue. I guess that reminds me when we were talking about money and spiritual evil and you were talking about saving, it reminds me of being in some church services where they said tithe first, then trust. It's kind of the same idea as save first and then figure things out. But what motivates you to save? I mean, saving doesn't sound fun.
1: Right, exactly. And that's the whole point of of having this discussion is we want to get at the motivating factor and that's going to be different for each person for my husband and I we are motivated to save because we want to travel and I haven't found a way to do that for free yet so what we we have to do is stack our pennies and then go and trade them in for a plane ticket and so I have a savings account labeled travel that's the other piece in some of our other classes where we really talk about budgeting mechanisms is Labeling your savings account with the name of what you want so that you every time you see it, you're motivated to go after that goal. So every time I see our travel account getting bigger, I picture the beach in Rio that I'm going to be on, right? That's a huge motivator. That's much better than just, oh, I went from 20 to $25 or, you know, no, I can't have that cup of coffee because whatever. No, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going towards something positive and something that I believe in, and that's pretty powerful.
0: That's awesome. What are some common
1: things that people have used other than travel to motivate um, them? Any kind of big life goal that they have, or it could be a small life goal, frankly. Um, you know, a lot of people are saving up for a down payment for a house. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, buying a car, school, um, post-secondary, um, sometimes just, you know, th- to be able to spend money on frivolous things, whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it really depends on the individual and their goal. Okay, so
0: you mentioned Luis Brajas earlier in his book. I, I read that also, and I remember vaguely, and I'm very bad at retelling stories, I remember vaguely, a story about some craps. Ah,
1: uh, yes. <laughs> Do you <laughs> want to a... flesh that out a little bit more? <laughs> Probably, um, no, help me out. <laughs> and I may not be any better at you than retelling the story, so I apologize in advance. But the basic idea is that in in communities, it can be um, a challenge to change your behavior. So the story of the crabs is that one of the crabs is tr- climbing to the top of the bucket to try to get out to get to freedom, and the other crabs pull him back down. And it just shows how the community is keeping this, this crab from achieving his goals, right? And so what we want to examine, when we're going to change our behavior, we want to examine the community around us and be careful who we pick to be our advisors, right, and and be prepared for some negative feedback. It's not that they're not well-meaning. It's that when I change my behavior, I'm going to act and look different possibly than the people that I have known or grown up with, and I want to be prepared for that, right? So, In my case, it's trying to make sure I don't use um, victim language about my money. I grew up with that, and so now I don't try to say, oh, I can't afford that thing. I try to say, I don't want to spend my money on that thing. And that may anger some people in my community, right, who are still saying that or who – feel like they're at the mercy of, of fate in this regard. So that's that's the crab story is who's trying to pull you down and who's really going to support you because as you change behavior, you want to make sure you have some really good support systems in place.
0: Definitely. And you mentioned something about victim mentality. Do you see that a lot in your work as a, as a counsel or financial counselor and as a development educator?
1: You know, it's really interesting. I see it across different income levels. It really doesn't matter how much money you have as far as what kind of mindset you have toward the money. And I'm, you know, not as schooled in the psychological area because my my focus is financial counseling, um, so maybe some other professional therapists could weigh in here. But what I have seen is that there may be a precipitating event, right, that causes someone pain or trauma in the area of their finances. However, different people respond differently, and some people do tend to think, oh, it doesn't matter what I do, I'll always, you know, be broke or or whatever, and that's unfortunate because they can take some steps to change things, and because once that event has occurred, we still have a choice, right? Um, I don't want to minimize... Things like bankruptcy or divorce or medical issues, those are huge, serious things that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do want to help clients realize, okay, recognize that happens. Now let's figure out what are the things I do control Mm-hmm. And make changes for, for my future. Again, tying back into that motivational piece, right? What's the thing that's going to make all this worth it? For some of my clients, it's been a house for their kids, right? Mm-hmm. For some people, it's been the promise of a better job if they go back to school. Um, for other people, it's getting out of debt. And that's why it really doesn't matter how much money you have. You can be broke and earn $500,000 a year. You can be broke and earn $5,000 a year because it depends on how much you're spending, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So when you relate that back to the words, like I think a
1: lot of people say, "Well, I can't afford that." Um, what did you say instead? I, I try to say, "I don't want to spend money on that," or "I'd le- I'd rather not do that right now." Um, what I what I try to do is use language that puts me in the driver's seat, as opposed mm-hmm. to makes me a victim of something because. The other piece that happens, and you're a counselor too, Helen, so weigh Mm -hmm. in on on your experience, but (laughs) um, the thing that I find is that when I say I can't afford that, people try to step in and help, right? Mm. People are compassionate. They want to help out, and so they would, you know, because I used to do this a lot as a teacher because I really probably couldn't afford things. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Right, right, yeah. You've never been a public educator. Um, (laughs) But... um, it, it 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 kind of puts the burden on the other person to solve that problem for me, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't have that, right? This is mm-hmm. mine. This is my money. This is my issue. So I need to either learn to live with the income I have, learn to increase it, learn to decrease my debt. You mm-hmm. know, I have to make all these choices, and it's not easy, and it's not always fun, but if I have that prize out there for me, right, the trip, the house, mm-hmm. the education, I can do it, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be successful if I get the right, Support systems in place
0: now they tell us all the time to like have an emergency fund that doesn't sound near as fun as a trip. Um, <laughs> do you have any tips for those of us who think that sounds like the worst thing in the world to save for?
1: yeah that's yeah 'cause right? who wants to anticipate an emergency that that does sound absolutely terrible um <laughs> right no it's it's not as fun, but the um the better part about that I think, is that you don't have to be in debt to handle things that happen. I think it's recognizing, you know, I'm not going to maybe need new tires on my car. I am going to need new tires at some point. That shouldn't Mm -hmm. be a surprise to me, right? That's something I can plan for, and changing my mindset to do that takes a lot, but it feels so much better to use my own money to pay for things that come up than to get Mm -hmm. into debt, especially if you look at the annual percentage rate on some of your, you know, credit cards or payday loans, they're they are not low. <laughs> so wouldn't you rather pay for that out of your own pocket, take care of it, not have lingering interest payments? And we're talking about the emergencies that we have some sort of control over. I'm not talking about, you know, an $18,000 hospital visit. Um those happen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Kidding. I know nothing about that personally. Um, no, but we are talking about, you know, okay. It's not if when it's a, it's not an if question. It's a when question for some of this stuff. Okay. So you you be as prepared as you can. Why not? Okay, that sounds
0: good. So emergency fund. Oh, and we've talked a lot about saving today, and I've always heard like save at least ten percent. But I also heard you say start with like two dollars, five dollars. Where do those reconcile? Because is definitely
1: not 10%. Well, it could be.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, $2 is not 10% for anyone. Working forty hours a week and I'm working.
1: Hopefully rate. not. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, no, fair question. And when I ask people, you know, how much do you think you should have in your emergency fund? The answers vary widely. Some will say a thousand dollars. Some will say three to six months of living expenses. You know, some will say, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, how
0: many is some in that latter category? We you say that's eighty <laughs> percent? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I. Uh, it, so what we try to do is just say, all right, look the 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 issue is are you saving anything for your future whether it's short term future mid term future long term future do you are you paying your future self no mm-hmm. all right let's work on doing that so um start where you can that's why I say two dollars or ten percent or whatever because I don't want people to be um seeing the percentage as a barrier. If I've never Mm -hmm. saved before 10% of whatever weekly, monthly, gross net, right, it gets all detailed Mm -hmm. and convoluted and I'm just not going to do it. So Mm -hmm. if I figure out, no, you know what, I think I can spare 50 bucks a paycheck. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do. Or I have this – what we do in the class is lead people through a concrete goal-setting exercise. Okay. So we say, all right, where are you trying to go? What's your goal? It's, Mm -hmm. you know – Save for a house. All right, well, how much is your down payment going to have to be? Great. When's the time frame that you need it by? All right, then figure out your payments to yourself for that down payment, and there's how much you have to be putting away. And so it's really going to depend on the person, but the idea is we want to remove as many barriers to saving as possible. That's why we don't give a concrete answer. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you and I talk a lot about the personal finance information we see and how black and white it tends to be. Yeah, that feels <laughs> am I striking a nerve there? Yes. <laughs> um that feels good in one sense cuz okay, you're telling me what to do, great, I'll go do it. But right, you know, it's very easy. It's
0: very like uh I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about right or wrong or good for me or bad for me. It's like this is good for me. They told me to eat an apple a day and I'll be healthy. Right, yeah, done, right?
1: <laughs> Minus the pint of ice cream or not? I don't know. Oh, so, always with the pint of ice right. cream. <laughs> exactly, always better. But, yeah, the idea, and and so the issue behind that for me is, you know, you, you see this advice and you think, great, I'll go do that. Well, okay, two things. If it goes wrong, I don't have to take any responsibility because I can blame the person who told me, right? hmm And number two, it removes any of my input into the equation. So I'm not doing the hard work for myself. I'm not thinking for myself. I'm not looking at my own situation. And so I don't really like to give hard and fast rules Mm -hmm. necessarily other than, yes, pay yourself first. That's a smart idea. Mm -hmm. I'm a former teacher who never did that. I have lots of stories of ways I built up debt and Mm -hmm. lived paycheck to paycheck. It was not nearly as fun as having enough money in the credit union to be able to take a vacation or, you know, if I got injured – you know, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's why we don't give the hard and fast rules when we don't have to is because we really want students to do the work for themselves because they're the ones who have to live this out. They right? have to actually make it realistic. Exactly, yeah, exactly. You don't mm-hmm. eat an, a- an apple a day and putting away the ice cream, okay, fine. But really, if you have 500 gallons of ice cream in your freezer, how easy is that going to be, right? Well,
0: well, if you have my husband, he'll eat it all for you. Oh, so well, there. see, no there problem. you go. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> yeah, so we don't always have someone to rescue us like that. So
0: so you gave a shameless plug earlier for our credit class, tomorrow night, April 26th, and then we have it again, July 12th. So I'll just shameless plug that. But you've been talking about the money miss class, and I know we do that out in the community. We also do that at the credit union, and I know our next one is October 11th what if I really have some questions about goals and setting goals and what my own values are before October 11th? I don't want to wait till then.
1: No, and, and, and nor should you. And you're the, then if you have those questions, you're the exact person that we want to work with. So um, as a member of the community, you can get a free financial coaching session from me, Amy Fidelish, or from you, Helen Gibson. Helen Gibson. Um, Or, you know, once you're a member, you can get all the free coaching sessions with us that you want. We also, So, should you be in more dire straits um, we also partner with community credit counseling services and if you're a member of the credit union you can access their services if you're not you can as well but we want you to know they're out there
0: and what's your phone number if they want to contact you and then I'll give mine for my uh, financial coaching sure I'm at 303-573-1170 extension 1604 Okay, and so that's 1604 for you, and then I'm also at 303-573-1170, and my extension is 1754, and that's financial coaching, and it's free for the first session for anyone, and then if you're a member, it's always free.
1: And I would also say this is Money Smart Colorado Week, so if you um want to do some of your own research. The library should have um displays on different books out. There are classes going on and events going on all over town this week. You mm-hmm. can go to moneysmartcolorado.org and look those up. But you can also, you know, some books I've really benefited from were Latino Journey to Financial Greatness, Money 911 by Gene Chatsky, Automatic Millionaire by David Bach, um anything that really gives you the the information in a easily digestible format, I'll say, mm-hmm. is, is something I'm a fan of. So. And Dave they uh, out there all the time.
0: Oh, yes, definitely. And he's one of those black and
1: white people. And it does work. It's not that it doesn't work for people. Right. It's just that, I don't know, it, it doesn't work for me.
0: <laughs> it depends on who you are. And Well, with any reading, you should always take it with a grain of salt and say, does this make sense? Is this realistic? And I think for some people, Uh, Some of that stuff is really realistic, and they need the black and white to get started at least.
1: Mm -hmm. I think
0: that's part of growing in anything. Like when I learned how to play basketball, you start with this is how people dribble, and then you get to add your own twist to it after you learn how other people do it, I guess. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. And yeah, same with language, same with jujitsu. You can have more fluidity and creativity once you've mastered some of the beginning steps. And that's the idea is we don't want to put a barrier up in front of anybody's way if they're trying to become financially healthy, right? So Mm -hmm. whatever tool it is that works, grab it and use it. We just really want to make sure that it is the right tool for you, that you have thought about your beliefs and Mm -hmm. values. You know where you stand, right? Think about the marketing Mm -hmm. messages we get. Think about how people love to give their opinions, You know, I still think it's hilarious that people say, oh, you know, nice shoes, and and my automatic response is, Thanks, I got them on sale. Like, what <laughs> Right? Why, why I, does I money come up pride in that? Right? Yeah. Like, so all, already, just in that sentence, I'm telling you that my value is, you know, I think I'm good with my money because I saved money by not paying full price for this pair of shoes. That's, so
0: that's fascinating, but that's true. Like you don't go, yes, I bought them off the rack at
1: Nordstrom for three hundred dollars. Well, right, or unless you know, but I, some people might. Right. If status were important to me, I might say. Yes, these are my monolablonics or or whatever. um, (laughs) Aren't they Manola Or Manolas. Yeah, see? I can't (laughs) even say it. So you know I don't own a pair right there. (laughs) That's all right. I said emote icon instead of emoticon. So, (laughs) you know, I'm older. I'm not as old as I sound. I don't know. Um, But the idea being our values and beliefs about money are – are floating around everywhere, they're in our speech, mm-hmm. other people are telling us their opinions, other people are trying to sway us or persuade us, and, and all we what we want for the community is that they take stock of their own position, that they take stock of their own finances, that they live in a way that brings them freedom and joy and gets them closer to their goals, right? Because when mm-hmm. we're all connected, we're all connected as a community anyway, especially in a cooperative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And the healthier we can be with our money in the cooperative and the healthier we can be with our money in Denver and and so on, the better it's going to be for all of us. So that's that's the idea behind Money Myths as a class. That's the idea behind the Clear Money Program is that we really want to raise the financial health and consciousness of our local environment
0: and Mm -hmm. see
1: everyone benefit as a result.
0: And before we're, we're kind of winding down in our time here, so before we go, if people have more questions for you, can you share your contact information again? Just it might be easier to find if it's at the end of the show. Oh,
1: sure. Amy Fidelish at Denver Community Credit Union, 303 573 1170, extension 1604. My email is a Fidelish, that's F I D E L I S, at denvercommunity.coop. I'm on Twitter um, as Amy Fidelis. You can find me there on LinkedIn. So I'm I'm out and about and around. You can also just go to our website, Mm denvercommunity.coop. You can email education at denvercommunity.coop. Get info that way.
0: Excellent. And again, my name is Helen Gibson, and I'm our Community Relations Coordinator here at Denver Community Credit Union. And my contact information is similar. It's H Gibson, G I B S O N, at denvercommunity.coop, denvercommunity.coop. And I'm at 303 573 1170. Extension 1754. And then, like Amy said, check out our website if you'd like to not actually talk to someone and want to check us out, Uh, and that's denvercommunity.coop. And then you can backslash education and get straight to the Clear Money program stuff. Thanks, Amy, for doing this, and I think it went great.
1: It's a pleasure talking to you, as always.
0: (laughs) As always. Goodbye. Bye. And that concludes our Clear Money program online show on money miss feel free to check out all the information that was included and happy money smart week colorado uh that's this week until april 30th so hopefully we'll see you around at one of our classes at some point or maybe just from listening goodbye